So instead of spending hours and hours worrying about it, there is, there's such power in praying and telling him what we need. And, and then I love the thanking him for all he's done Mm -hmm. because that reminds us that he is, he is faithful. And as I, it's so easy in the trenches of worry to just think about what he hasn't done yet. And then when you, Take a step back and see all that he has done, how he's been faithful in your life, all the good that he has just lavished upon you, then it is such a great reminder of our God and how awesome he is. Welcome along to A Home That Heals. I'm Dee, along with my daughter, Bree. And we're on a mission as we work together in search of those profound, God-given gifts that help our families heal. We've got some pretty big challenges, and maybe you do too, but you know what? We do believe with God there's got to be a way because He has given you as a gift to your child, and He'll equip you and your home to be the first and best place for healing. I ran across a cartoon this week because I was thinking about Worrying. We talked about, you know, we're going to do a podcast on this whole idea of worrying because it's sort of a big theme in my life. And I ran across this cartoon and it's this dad looking at his kiddo and he's saying, be careful. Watch for crazy drivers. Don't go anywhere alone. Don't take candy from strangers. And the little kid says, okay. And then goes outside on his bike with his friend. He says, what's up with your dad? And the kid says, well, the local TV news is freaking him out again. And I thought to myself, that does not even touch the tip of the iceberg (laughs) because my list would be so much longer (laughs) than those three things. Well, that's because you were the local TV news. You were the anchor. So, yeah, just imagine being her daughter. It was rough. (laughs) I know. and, And I think I've mentioned before how that really did dominate a lot of my thinking because every story you know we'd read the story I'd go out and shoot the story sometimes I would be on the scene of these stories of these really tragic things mm-hmm. and it was very hard to get those things out of my mind and not think about you and your brother and then project all of that onto you guys it's truly a wonder that you grew up you know not wearing you know rubble wraps all around you and bubble wrap and everything because yeah because it really it really was and it I, 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 I've asked you for forgiveness. Now I'm going to publicly ask you for forgiveness. But it really is something that I think is now, looking back, really not good to be so preoccupied with worry about things that 95% of the time won't happen. Mm-hmm. And instead— 99.9%. 99.9%. Thankfully, yeah. There's been some kind of a study on that, by the way. And then I found out it was like, it was like 95% of the time— they did it with 29 people. Oh, well, that's <laughs> they, not very but accurate. But they publicized it all over the place. So anyway, but yes, that's the thing. Worry's been a big problem for me. Um, I can blame those 40 years of reporting on bad news for that. But I also can say that in the midst of all of that, you know, I did really try. I mean, I I, I tried to turn my worries into prayers because that is a favorite Bible verse of mine, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then it goes on, you know, to talk about the peace that we can have when we do that, that it exceeds anything we understand. It guards our hearts. It guards mm. our minds. Mm. And um, and so, well, so while I think I don't struggle with it now as much, as a grandparent, I'm still challenged by that because, you know, I see the kids out, you know, we live on a 
we live on a little farm, so we have a lot of farm equipment, a lot of animals, a lot of things that can hurt them, and I'm constantly <laughs> having to turn those worries into prayers. And but I'm I'm doing a better job. Do you think? I yes, <laughs> yes, you are doing a better job. <laughs> I will I will admit that. Okay, well, thank you. That's good to know. <laughs> but it is okay. It is interesting. And here was another study that I looked at. This one done with two thousand people, though. A little more accurate. But get this. It was done by the Lice Institute of America or something like that. Let me just look here. I always like to be accurate in my reporting. Uh, It was done by this group. And this study showed that people spend 38 hours a week, a week, worrying about their kids. Mm. Now, I saw that and I thought, wow, that just hit me like a two before. It's like, that's... That's a full-time job. Yeah. And if we all turned those hours into prayers, if I had turned those hours into prayers, because I'm sure I was right up there with them, you mm-hmm. know, the, those that many hours. Just imagine, just imagine how much peace I could have had, mm-hmm. how much more my trust in the Lord would have been built because I would have been, you know, looking for his hand at work and seeing his hand at work. And I did, but... Not 38 hours a week worth. And and that's mm-hmm. why I want to encourage you, you know, you and our listeners of, you know, moms who are like us, you know, they're trying to figure their kids out. They're mm-hmm. trying to make their homes homes that heal. But we don't make our homes homes that heal with worry. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. I know. <laughs> that's yeah. one thing I know. <laughs> Only God can do that. And we have to trust in him. But there is such a fine line. There's a lot to worry about, mom. There's a lot well, I know. to worry that's about. True. And I think that's what is so difficult and challenging because as much as I grew up saying, I am never going to tell my kids all these things they can't do and how they might get hurt and how they might do this. <laughs> yeah. I am yeah. a product of you. I know. <laughs> and, yeah. and as, you know, as much as I said I wasn't going to be like that, I, I recognize that in myself that I have, I do worry more often. And, not only worry internally, but I, I project my worries out. You know, I talk about mm-hmm. them. I talk about them in front of the kids, and because frankly, that there is there is a lot of dangerous things out there, and it it no longer is. I I'll never forget the one that drove me crazy is you wouldn't let us ride our bike out on the road, and it it was a busy road back in that time where, you know, every hour there might be like two cars that drove on the road, but they were going 50 miles per hour. There and, was that, yes, 50 yes. miles per hour, you're right. But there was a shoulder, I mean, we, anyways, you you wouldn't let us do that because we might get hit by a car. And, um, you know, it, it was this very logical, you know, I, I mean, very obviously the car is there going 50 miles per hour. It could hit you. It's something visible. It's seen. I feel like a lot of the things I worry about with my kids are these kind of invisible, unseen. Yes. There's so many ways that evil can get to our kids these yeah. days. There's so many ways that it can seep in. And it it feels very daunting in the fact that, you know, just like that, you could be outside and make sure we don't go out on the road and get hit by a car. Nowadays, you know, we do, we have to put up so many safeguards. So instead of worrying, yes, we should be praying, but what else can we do? Because Mm -hmm. I don't think that we're called to just pray and sit back and hope everything turns out okay, Right. right? Exactly. No, you're so right. And I, and I can't, 
emphasize enough how I, you know, you young moms, I don't know, you do have a you do have a lot to deal with in raising your children. There, and we need to have our eyes wide open about that. We can't pretend like it's thirty years ago when I was raising you, mm-hmm. and there were certainly things to worry about them. But you know, I think that that the Bible gives us game plans, mm. and I was just. Um, I was just thinking about that today that a lot of times we read God's word because it's truth, but we we read it and then we think, well, I need to apply that. But we sometimes don't take that third step of kind of breaking it down. Okay, mm. what is the Bible actually telling me to do? And then how do I actually do that? So let's just take a look at that Bible verse um, because Paul, you know, he was talking to the Philippians. That that letter is a whole letter about joy and trying mm. to help them live a joyful Christian life, mm. you know. And worry steals your joy oh, yeah. and it steals your your confidence, I think, a lot of times. And we've said so many times on this podcast that God created family. He created you to raise your children. He, he provided this book, this amazing book covers every issue in life. So let's take it for what it is and mm-hmm. let's break it down. So when he's when he's telling us what to do, here's the Bible verse again. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Mm. Now, tell him what you need. So many times when we're worried about something, we feel like, okay, God created me to be the mom, so he created me to figure this out. Mm. But not alone. Yeah. Tell him what you need. Tell him what is it that, you know, you need You need protection for your children, obviously. You also need for them to have the ability to withstand these different things that are going to come their way. I mean, you and I have been talking recently about our deep concerns about what's happening on the Internet. Even though you're trying in all ways to be absolutely proactive and not allow icky awful, horrible stuff in. Mm -hmm. But there is definitely an agenda at work Mm -hmm. that is bringing that into our homes. So what do you need, Bree? Let me ask you, what what would you tell God you need in that circumstance? Well, I... It, it's almost like I feel like I need a fortress. You know, it, it is. It's like mm-hmm. I need to build barriers and I need to build protection. But I also need my, I need to help. I need wisdom from the Lord in how to help my children understand how to discern, mm-hmm. how to have discernment when they are um, on the in, uh, on the Internet or or anywhere. And something might come across their way that is dark or scary or evil or pornographic or whatever it might be that they will, that how do I teach them that? How do I? And and then I get mad <laughs> and I ask God for peace because I get mad that I have to teach my five-year-old that I get mad. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to have to teach them those kinds of um, protection <laughs> right, and right. discernments. But I need help in knowing how to do that, how how to still give them that joyful life that they get to have fun and just be a kid, just get to enjoy life and not have to think about all this yucky stuff. And but yet also prepare them for because I know it's going to come. Right. And well, let's clarify real quickly. You don't let your five year old on the computer by herself. For no, sure. no. And you don't let that with any of your kids. But yet still. I talk to moms all the time that have these experiences where they're watching something perfectly innocent Mm -hmm. and an ad pops up 
you don't even know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And it's something incredibly inappropriate. Yeah. Now that has just, I really feel like that has just increased in its um, uh, occurrence. Mm-hmm. And so, so yes, but I do think that I admire you because I know I've seen you and you've got so much research on trying to figure out, okay, what's the router to get? You know, what's the <laughs> thing? What's the, what are the programs to get? How do I as a parent, you know, provide those safeguards? And yeah. I think you're right. I think those are things that we do need to be wise about, have our eyes wide open, but invite God into that. Like you just mm-hmm. said, ask yeah. him yeah. to help, ask him to, to bring people into your world, bring um, knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, ask because he wants to give you that. So that and it's kind of exciting to see when you do invite God into those things how yeah you start to see that there's there's solutions out there that that may not be fireproof but yeah. there's a, definitely help. Well, I this this is a real problem that we were just facing and I was feeling very overwhelmed. I was feeling very uh defeated like you know I I can't do this. I can't mm-hmm. I can't protect my kids. And and I, I was praying, Lord, I need your help. I just, I need your help because we don't, we don't just let our kids get on the internet and spend hours surfing, but there, there's still things that they want to watch. You and know, we love because there's good stuff. Yeah. You there's, know, there's educational stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. There's fascinating, wonderful things. And I did, I'm going to do a plug here. Um, uh, this isn't an advertisement, but I did find uh, Protect Young Eyes and Covenant Eyes mm. um, are some great resources that you can go to. And and it is, it's wonderful because these are organizations of of believers who, who love the Lord and they want to protect kids. They want to help parents uh, be equipped to, to fight this battle, you know, uh, the online battle. And so God is using people. God is using you know, wonderful tools that he has at our disposal to help us in these ways. And so instead of spending hours and hours worrying about it, there is, there's such power in praying and telling him what we need. And, and then I love the thanking him for all he's done mm-hmm. because that reminds us that he is, he is faithful. And as I, it's so easy in the trenches of worry yeah. to just think about what he hasn't done yet and then when you take a step back and see all that he has done, how he's been faithful in your life, all the good that he has just lavished upon you, then it is such a great reminder of our mm-hmm. God and how mm-hmm. awesome he is. You know, both of us have had the privilege of being worship leaders at different times in our lives. And anytime I was leading worship, I, I would often say it, but I would always pray it that the worshipers would be thinking about all God has done because that does give us that fuel up. You know, we fuel (laughs) up on that because we can remember and then we can and power up our faith to believe that he is at work Mm -hmm. and that we will see what he's doing at some point, even though it might be a while sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's not always always instant, but I I love that that we can— we can look back, especially now, if you're a new believer, you haven't walked with the Lord very long. Oh, I want to just tell you something so cool about it. You start inviting him in to these situations. Mm-hmm. You start telling him what you need. And you start believing that he is who he says he is. There's a wonderful psalm. Oh, I love this. So, so wonderful. Um, let me find it here because I, I, I wrote down some verses. I have so many. I wish I was better at memorizing 
verses because there's so much that I love to share with people. But one of them in the Psalms is Psalm 121, and it's almost like a boast because here it is. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, it's like, not. it's not my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. No, it's my help comes from the Lord. Mm. You know, not my Google search. Mm -hmm. It comes from the Mm -hmm. Lord who made heaven and earth. That's what we have to remind ourselves of. This is not too big a thing for him. And then goes on to say, the one who watches over you will not slumber. Mm. Oh my goodness, I love that so much. And that has come in to play so many times when I can't sleep. And Mm. I remember God doesn't slumber. He doesn't sleep. He is always on the job. So boast, my friends, and you new believers, start this. And, oh, I wish I'd kept a journal because it would make this podcast a whole lot easier (laughs) to remember all the things and the ways that God has been faithful. But I do have some pretty big things that I think back on frequently when I'm really challenged that he has done, Mm -hmm. you know, taste and see that God is good. He Mm -hmm. is good and Mm -hmm. he is at work. So, so yeah. So honey, so you, so you, you want I want you to mention those two things that you found again, because I know myself, I started to jot them down and and maybe somebody didn't get that. So what were they? Oh, uh, protect young eyes and covenant eyes. And I know there's many more resources. Again, this is something we just started. Right. uh, We started going down the trail of, but I, do love that there are resources out there. So I know there's many others and I and I haven't actually implemented a lot of these, but I I believe Protect Young Eyes just really has some great resources for parents, different articles, different how-to videos on how to protect different devices and things like that. So, Oh, that's good. Well, thank you for that. And I know as you continue to do more research, we'll share you know, what you're finding because that's, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. Now, you mentioned right at the top that you have so many more things to worry about than I did as a parent. And <laughs> one of the things that I, I thought about this last week was um, – that that's that is definitely the case and that there right now is so much worry about your child's identity you mm. know where does your child get their identity and there's a book um that i would highly recommend and jody burnt wrote it it's um praying the scriptures for your children mm. And I had an old copy that was dog-eared, and I don't even know where it is. I think I loaned it to somebody. So I, so I got a new copy, and I've been going over it again. And the thing is so cool in that book is we talk about having a game plan. You know, Scripture tells us what to do, then come up with a game plan. Well, that's what Jody has done in this book. She's got a game plan on how to pray for your children, praying the Scriptures for your children. And it's in five parts. First, it's praying for your child's faith. Second, praying for your child's character, praying for your child's safety, (laughs) all you news anchor women out there, praying for your child's relationships and Mm. praying for your child's future. Mm. And on the chapter, praying for your child's safety, page 124, (laughs) um, here's something that she said that just, wow, rang a bell. Your kids' identity and their sense of belonging will be shaped by all sorts of people and circumstances. As you trust God to use these influences for good in their lives, ask Him, as Paul did when he prayed for his spiritual children, to keep them ever mindful of and secure in His love. And she was referring to Ephesians three seventeen through 19. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp 
How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. In other words, our identity is in the fullness of God Mm. and in his love for us. That's what gives us our identity in him. Mm -hmm. And I know as we raise children and, you know, grandchildren, that if that is a central theme, a central message of the things that we're doing Mm -hmm. and we're trusting in him because we've told him what we need and we're having faith for what he's doing and we're teaching those things along the path as we rise and as we, you know, have lunch, as we have dinner, as we go to bed. Anyway, I feel like that is just a comfort because your child's identity is important. And Mm -hmm. right now, your culture wants to define what that is. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to be very strong Mm -hmm. and we're going to have to be very girded Mm -hmm. with the, you know, the armor that God gives us to, as moms, Mm -hmm. to help them, help our kids understand the truth of this beautiful passage, just how deep his love is for them. Many of you might know that we have grown our family through adoption. And so this idea of our child's identity has been something we've thought of even before we brought our first child home. And I remember just praying and thinking, Lord, I, I want my child to know that his identity is in you, that his identity isn't shaped by anything but who you say he is mm. and that he is your child. And I, I still pray that for my kids because I know oftentimes, you know, with adoption, there can be those challenges and those struggles of oh, where do I belong? You know, a sense of belonging. And I want my children to always know they belong with us, that, you know, yeah. God created our family in this beautiful and wonderful way. But first and foremost, I want them to know they belong to him. And as as we've grown, you know, that, that was when they were itty bitty babies and, and, oh, we were so fresh and so new. And, and as we've grown and we've started to receive different uh, labels for our kids, mm-hmm. different diagnoses, mm-hmm. different, that, that prayer becomes even stronger because yeah. that's not who my child is. My child is not who that diagnosis says he is or she is. My child is not who that book says they are, or that doctor or that, um, therapist or whatever, you know, nothing against them, but that's not who my child is. Even more so, I want my child to know they are a child of God. And who does God say you are? Who does God say, um, you know, you sweet child are that, yeah, you might have challenges in one area, but maybe they aren't so much challenges. Maybe they're blessings. Mm. Maybe they are beautiful, Mm. wonderful blessings Mm -hmm. that God has given you to see the world in a way that I can't even see it. So I yeah. I love that. I love that prayer because even for myself, you know, there's been a lot of times when I start believing who other people tell me I am or think that I am or the rumors I hear that they say that I am. And I have to be reminded of who God says I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that sounds like another podcast. Shall we do a podcast on that? I think we could title it something like My Kid's Not an Acronym. <laughs> what do you say? I like it. Do you like it? I like it. Well, why don't we wrap this one up then? And let's mm. let's do that because that is mm. labels. Mm. Labels are so easy to put on each other mm. and on our kids. And I know you've yeah, I know you've spent a lot of time thinking about that. So mm. we'll we'll definitely talk about that in our next podcast, shall we? Amen. Yes. All right. And when we come back, 
I want to I want to talk about how we can pray for each other. If you're wa- listening to this podcast, I, I want us to start thinking about because prayer is such a key thing to having a home that heals. Let's talk about that when we come back. Welcome back to A Home That Heals. I want to tell you a quick story. I won't go into all the details, but I want to tell you a quick story from my mom's heart about this daughter that I get to do this podcast with. You know, when she was a teenager, involved in a youth group and loving it, but had a very, very difficult situation develop that I thought, I so thought and worried that it would devastate her faith. It was that serious and it was that harmful and it was something I had no control over and I didn't know what to do with it. It was just hard. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We will spare the details to um, protect the innocent <laughs> because I think everybody in that situation probably doing the best they could mm-hmm. with what they knew, but it was it was very damaging. And so I didn't know what to do. So I went to the Psalms to pray and Psalm 37 was really important to me at that time for a lot of reasons. I don't have time to go into, but one of them was you. I was worried about you. You know, you're a teenager and I had worries on then this thing happened and it was awful. And so I just took out some key phrases from that Psalm. So for example, right at the beginning, don't worry about the wicked, trust in the Lord, delight in the Lord, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. And so that was you know, part of my prayer was, Lord, please don't let this destroy her faith in you mm-hmm. or, or, or just sour her on the church and those kinds of things. And um, then the next thing in the psalm talks about waiting patiently for him to act. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, I, Lord, please forgive me, but I hate that part of it. It's always, <laughs> we always seem like we are waiting for him to act. Mm-hmm. Now, the truth is he's acting. Mm-hmm. He's he's in action. We just can't see it. Yeah. And so yeah. and the building of our faith through that patience and all of that is is so powerful. But I don't like that part. Uh, <laughs> don't don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. You know, don't focus on that. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I was I was tempted to do. Don't focus on that. Rather put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily on his path. The Lord rescues the godly and helps them. They find shelter in him. So as we went through this time period, and you can jump in here, Bree, and and tell what it was like on your side of things, but I saw God do such a work in you that did the opposite of what I was fearing. Mm -hmm. It built your faith. Yeah. How did he do that? I I believe that he really comforted me in that time you know there there wasn't a comfort from the church necessarily at that time there wasn't Mm -hmm. a comfort from people other than I I had you and dad and but it was a it was his comfort it Mm -hmm. was and it was a realization and I'm I'm really thankful that I realized this at a young age that the church is made up of broken people Mm -hmm. you know just as just as I was broken I didn't i I wasn't perfect. I wasn't handling situations perfectly. I wasn't, um, you know, this 
shining example of a Christian, I, we all, we all are just walking through um, this life, and and believers, we're we're drawing closer to the Lord. We're we're diving into His Word, but we're not made perfect yet. And so, to go to a church and expect you know perfection mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is kind of silly, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. maybe you're listening to this, and you've been hurt by you know people in the church. You've been hurt by the church too. That uh, I just pray that he would remind you that he is perfect. Mm-hmm. His ways mm-hmm. are perfect. Mm-hmm. And his word is perfect. And so diving into the Bible and just getting to know him more, that that we will never be disappointed. We will never be left alone by the Lord Almighty. The church is a place where we gather with other people who are broken and trying to figure this out and trying to draw closer to him. And, and we're going to hurt each other because we're not, we're not perfect. And, um, that shouldn't, that shouldn't ever define who God is again. You know, God is not defined by the failures of man. (laughs) God is defined by his awesome, perfect love, perfect ways Mm -hmm. that we, that are far beyond our understanding. Well, it, that is so true, and I'm. I, that's the joy of being old, is that you can look back on those things, and I can see. I could. It took a while, but I could see how God used that in your life, and it made you so much stronger, so much more reliant on Him and Him alone. It's real easy, I think, when your kids are in youth group and it's fun, and you know they're they're into that, and you, you think, oh, they're they're doing good, they're doing good, they like church, they like youth group, mm-hmm. but boy. When you see your daughter diving into God's word because she desperately needs to know that he loves her, cares mm-hmm. for her, mm-hmm. has her back, is going to rescue her, then that, as much as you don't want to go through stuff like that, but when you see that and you see God being faithful, mm-hmm. wow, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. All right, our friends, we're so glad you're here with us on A Home That Heals, and we thank you for just listening in and sharing your stories with us. Please remember, we love your stories. We like to hear how God is at work in your life. Mm-hmm. So follow us on a homethatheals.com, or you can even send us those. We love getting your stories on Instagram or Facebook when you just send us a quick DM. So please do that. We love to share those with our community and grow this wonderful, wonderful Um, motherhood (laughs) camp (laughs) that is encouraged that we are the first and best place where our children can find healing. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.